0: Welcome to psycho Today we're talking about women in comics, and I have a few guests here with me today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves?
1: All right. My name is Samantha. I am a licensed professional counselor in the state of Illinois. I'm also an adjunct professor and teach within school counseling as well as the clinical mental health field. I enjoy teaching classes um, that deal with ethics as well as group work. I also work at a private practice where I work primarily with children, specializing in trauma and different types of play and art therapy. I'm
2: Kelly. I'm a mental health therapist. I currently work at a private practice. Uh, I provide therapy to all ages, both in English and in Spanish.
3: Hey, my name is Lee. I am a licensed professional counselor at Ramos and Associates. I'm also the director of operations.
0: Welcome everybody. So women in comics, what's the deal? How do you all see women in comics and do you see women in general as being big purveyors of comic books um, and how does it work in terms of the
3: therapeutic sense? From my experience, I see women in comics in terms of either this sort of damsel in distress or I see them as this sense of this prize, like they're, there's something to... Mm, go towards because in my mind when it comes to women in comics there's a few they're very few and far between i'm thinking in my mind justice league so you got wonder woman and that's it
1: that's actually false no really yes you have so many other women in in the justice league go Sam. you've got zatanna you've got hawk girl um depends on on what part you're looking at you've got oracle who was once batwoman it, it depends on which Justice League you're looking at, if you're looking at different times, different heirs, different ages. But there are a tremendous amount of women who have been a part of Justice League as well as um, the Avengers and, and other groups.
3: So you actually corrected me because I was thinking about the Justice League in terms of the movies. Oh, yeah. yeah so, no, thank you for correcting me. And that's more of the comics, right?
1: Yes, Sweet. yes. Yeah, if
2: anything, um, when it comes to the portrayal of women in comics – at least from my experience, it seems as though they're not very much um, out in the spotlight. Most of the attention uh, attention as being characters that are more so portrayed outwards in the media or advertised are more likely to be men, not necessarily as much women. So oftentimes when it comes to women in comics, I know I myself am not very aware of the different female characters out there. Um, And it's almost as though I have to go digging or asking around about different female characters in comics to even become aware of them. Uh, For example, X-23 was someone that I wasn't aware of until she actually came out in the X-Men movies.
0: So do you think it's about marketing that they're not marketing as many female characters as are actually in the comic books?
1: I would I would agree with that. I think um, the first one that comes to wa- mind is obviously Wonder Woman, and I think she's highly marketable. And that's not even the fact that she was the first female in a comic book. There was actually a first female years before, but I believe Wonder Woman is the most marketable only because of the fact that she wears red, white, and blue. I think makes her kind of stand out. And the fact that she can kind of be on par with Batman and Superman, those first early comic book superheroes. So I, I do think there is a marketing strategy to the female representation we see in the, the media and in public.
0: So when you say rep- representation, what do you mean by representation as in how, how it's marketed?
1: Well I think so, I mean looking at, if you go to like Target or Walmart or the mall, if you look for um, female superheroes, it's always Wonder Woman stuff. And I know things have changed a little bit with DC, the superhero girls, the TV show that's coming out. So I think you see a little bit more of them in stores being mass, you know, mass production. But I think you see more Wonder Woman lunchboxes and Wonder Woman clocks and Wonder Woman blankets. And so I, I do think there is a, that representation that's missing for many other superheroes and superheroines
0: now some would argue that it's not really about representation or marketing because marketing is directed towards the buyer what's selling what's what are people actually buying so maybe other characters are just more uh, i don't know what word you would use maybe people just want to buy different things because i mean i remember growing up and i just remember seeing superman and batman lunchboxes and dukes of hazard and uh, Six million dollar man, I saw a whole bunch of boxes in regards to that. Um, I actually really don't remember seeing Wonder Moon, but it does lend itself to say that maybe I didn't really look for it or it wasn't really something that I was interested in at the time.
1: Yeah, and I definitely think that it's something that you have to actually go
3: out and first female superhero that came on the scene and was like identifiable or recognizable in terms of this marketing or publicity? Was it Wonder Woman?
0: I think that's a great question. I mean, the first one that I remember that was actually popular to me, and, and we're talking in late early 70s was Wonder Woman, but I know there was other characters before that. I just don't know if they were in the genre really of superheroes. Um, they can correct us, but I think there was someone like Night Nurse or Shauna, She-Devil? No, maybe not the She-Devil. Yeah,
1: she, um so I'm, and I'm blanking out on her name, but she was actually protector of the jungle. And she was this very beautiful blonde lady, and when the jungle was in trouble, she then uh, turned into this horrific monster that would protect the, the jungle and the rainforest from people who wanted to destroy it or, and poachers. So she was actually the first female within comic books, but then when Wonder Woman came around, it kind of switched over to Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah, that, that, that would make sense. So there seems to be some issues with marketing, maybe representation of female characters, Uh, Sounds like also potentially maybe some education on educating the public or educating our uh, individuals who are interested in female characters. Marketing, representation, as well as education, uh, educating the individuals about characters that they have.
1: So I feel like there's, there's a number of different issues going on with women in comics. And the first is the representation. And it's not that there isn't representation within comic books, because there are a number of strong female superheroes, superheroines within the comic book themselves. It's um, the media and film representations that have not kept up to par and are actually lacking within representation.
0: What would you say in regards to current issues regarding that representation when you have movies such as Wonder Woman coming out, Captain Marvel? I think one of the biggest things was the ending scene in Avengers Endgame where you had all the women together, I mean, that seems to be some representation. I mean, it was pivotal for me to watch that as well, uh, but I, I I saw some representation there. Would you agree?
1: Oh, definitely. I I think we're moving towards a really, really good path, but I also think that we're using um, the same now superheroes within the the genre of the cinematic universe, so we haven't seen any new updates, we're seeing the same female representations, which are, which are great. They're very strong and they're very um, well-known actresses who are doing a phenomenal job, but there's a lot of female comic book heroes that still aren't being represented and look very, very different than the ones that we're seeing on the screen.
2: I think part of it too, though, comes to who the lead characters are within movies yes we've had uh captain marvel out in terms of like a movie focused on her yes we've had a movie focused on wonder woman but if you look at the majority of the superhero movies that are out there most of them are focused with the lead characters being men so for example there's superman batman thor iron man aquaman those all have a focus on the male lead with the female superheroes kind of being the supporting roles.
1: I think for a long time, movie producers were scared of having female lead roles. I mean, we had Elektra and we had Catwoman, but those, as we know, did not do as well in the box office. And perhaps producers were scared then to have movies that had just solo female roles. Um, I know when Iron Man came out, it kind of changed the, the cinematic universe in terms of comic books and what was going to be put out there, and, and it, it did have a great effect on now what we have, but I would still like to see more and not the same superhero that we see because we do have a lot of female superheroes that have very tragic stories, who have very empowering stories, that we don't have to now keep repeating the same ones and giving them sequels and giving them, you know, a sequel to a sequel. We have a number of, of great stories that we can tell.
0: So I, I hear you all talking about women in, in terms of cinema uh, that come from comic books. So how is, is that maybe the transition? Is the transition from comic book to movie the issue that we're not pulling a lot of the old characters, a lot of the characters that exist in comics into movies Uh, they're not translatable to maybe cinema fashion what would you say is the issue there because there are, there's quite a few female characters in in, uh, comic book Uh, genres, Uh, I don't know if it's in terms of equal to or proportion to men, but there's quite a few characters out there that we don't really ever get to see on on the big screen, do you think that maybe it's the translatableness of it the relatable, either or that's the difficulty or they're just really trying to focus on characters that already have some sort of following or some sort of background where people kind of have an idea who they are?
1: Yeah, I definitely think that we have a number of superheroes, superheroines that have come out that people can identify with, like Wonder Woman. Captain Marvel, a lot of people didn't really know or they knew of. I know we have, who else do we have out there right now? We've got Black Widow who is extremely popular but became more popular through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, I think we have a number out but I don't think a lot of people know about superheroines in actual comic books. Like when we look at the Justice League and the Justice League movie that came out, half the Justice League was missing from that movie. So can you make an argument and say well they just left out the females? I don't know if you can make that argument solely because like I said half of them were still missing. But I think they could have done a better representation of including, you know, uh, Hawkgirl and other characters that have really important roles like Zatanna and telling that really, really good story without having to impede on superheroes that we already know of.
0: So who is your favorite female superhero or character, excuse me?
1: I would have to say Wonder Woman is one of my tops, but my favorite superheroine is actually Zatanna.
0: So tell us a little bit about Zatanna.
1: So Zatanna's pretty cool, and and a lot of people don't know about her, but if they see the image of her, they can clearly uh, pick her out. She is dressed as a magician, so she wears a top hat and fishnet stockings, and she uh, practices primarily with magic. So uh, she first came out in Hawkman number 4, and she was searching for her father, which goes back to another point that most female superheroes that we have are just the female versions of the males that are already out there, but that can be another discussion. She's searching for her father and she has the help of Hawkman and Hawk Girl to help find him. She's pretty great, especially when it comes to magic, which is one of the only things that can actually defeat Superman. She is different because her spells, she says backwards. So her power comes from not only how she says things, but the way she says them. So by speaking her spells backwards, it's empowering her own voice in her own way to have power and strength over others, Um, which I think is important for a female role that she gets her strength not only from what she says, but the way that she says it.
0: How about you, Kelly? Who would you say was your favorite female character?
2: For me, that's a bit of a toughie. because I know growing up, Storm was my favorite female character growing up. Uh, and as of right now, I've been having difficulty picking out who would be my fa- favorite female superhero at the moment, primarily because I tend to stay away from those that become more popular or more mainstream. And I go for the ones that aren't as well-known or as much in the spotlight. For instance, at the moment, I know I've started looking more into X-23. That's where, like, my focus is in right now. Saying that, I've been trying to do a lot to find comics with her in them. And with her not being so mainstream it's actually been very difficult for me to find the comics that she's in so I've been going to various uh, comic book stores just to try to find those issues trying to find the issues online if anything I would say that if a female character a superheroine isn't mainstream or very popular it can be very difficult to find comic books with them in it
0: in terms of at your local comic book shop they don't really carry as many correct gotcha
2: yeah i've had to go to multiple just to be able to find her storyline her series mm-hmm.
0: yeah that, that would make sense so do you think that's a problem in in terms of women in comic books is that those that aren't seen as popular or mainstreamed aren't carried very much in comic book stores or they're not as easily accessible i, I know that part of the Whole thrilling comic books is the actual hunt and going to conventions and whatnot, but understandably, not everybody can go to every convention and sit there and travel and looking for, you know, that rare book that we, that we want. Perhaps that, that's part of the issue, you think? Is
3: accessibility to them? So I think a lot of it has to do with the supply and demand, the marketing aspect of it, because in my experience, Domino, I've had a lot of experience in Domino, especially with her appearance in Deadpool 2 and reading about her in like the Deadpool comics. I became a lot more interested in her story. But when I look for her comics, there's not a lot of them out there uh, unless you're doing the collecting. So, And with that comes the whole price uh, issue. I think a lot of it has to do with supply and demand because one of the characters that I was most drawn to in the, from the movies was Domino from Deadpool 2. I love the portrayal that Zazie Beetz had and kind of portraying her sassy yet yeah, like kick ass persona. But when I went to look for her comic books, a little bit more for her Origin, I couldn't find her comics nearly anywhere, whether it be single issues or trade paperback. So a lot of I think a lot of it has to do with having that exposure, uh, having that availability to say, Oh, people would like to read this. People would like to read more about this. Sam you were talking earlier like in terms of Wonder Woman that's that's someone that's popular it's been around for decades. Mm-hmm. there's been like black widow she's been around for decades people already see her through Scarlett Johansson so I, I think with that is there's not interest yet or there's not interest. Or people, like you said, Dr. Ramos, have not been able to bring it to the big screen quite yet to make it a marketing tool.
0: So the accessibility seems to be an issue with, with some of these comic book uh, heroines in that the, they're not easily for others to be able to grab or, or search for. Uh, why do you think that is?
2: I think part of it, we can say, is that supply and demand. At the same time, it makes me wonder if the supply isn't there can there be a demand for it. I'm thinking for someone like myself, I am an adult. I am able to go to a comic book store myself and look for these, but for other individuals who may not have easy access or for those who can't drive themselves around going to different comic book stores, how are they supposed to be able to find or even even obtain these comics themselves?
1: I think it's definitely a little bit harder especially for young females or, or girls to have access to comic books and different types of representation um i know as a child my favorite superhero was actually batman and it was mostly because batman comics were everywhere i could go to target and find a batman comic so it was a lot easier for me while my parents were shopping for me to be able to go through comics because I, it was at target
0: So there was an easily accessible store that you would regular that you would be able to see it at.
2: Exactly. Mm -hmm. I can easily also say for myself, some of the comic book stores that were in my area when I was younger are no longer there. They're gone. And when they were there, when they were in my neighborhood, I still remember that most of the comics were still focused on like Superman, Batman, Joker. Um, So... Again, going back to those male lead characters, not so much the female lead characters. Uh, The ones that I do remember, though, uh, that were seen more so as, how do I say it, supporting roles, supporting characters, would be sometimes Supergirl, Batgirl, there'd be Wonder Woman, and of course the other female characters that are in X-Men, like Storm.
0: So you you raise an important thought in that a lot of the characters that you do see as female tend to be offshoots of male characters, such as Supergirl, Aqua Girl, Batgirl, Bat Girl. Girl. Hot Girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a lot of female kind of incarnations of male characters. Um, do you think it's because, or, I mean, I'd really like to hear your guys' thoughts. What, what do you think about that?
2: I find it interesting because when they are offshoots of the male characters, it seems as though they're portrayed as younger, um, kind of. Almost as though they were, like, I would say, like superheroes in training, if that makes any sense.
0: For some reason, Teen Titans just came into my uh-huh. mind right now. It's just kind of like the, the sidekick, the the underling yeah. and whatnot. So do you think that had an impact on uh, the two of you growing up? And I'm speaking right now to our female uh, guests here. Do you think that really put an impact in how you saw superhero characters that were female?
2: I know for me it did, because I didn't want to be a sidekick.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I saw Batman and I was like, "Whoa! Like he's cool. He's got all this, you know, stuff and these gadgets, and he fights crime." And it wasn't—it's not that you know, Batgirl or Batwoman didn't, but Batman was on the cover, and I thought that was—that was important to me as as a young kid. That—that was
0: cool. Yeah.
3: Lee, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. So a lot of my thoughts has more to do with the lack of creativity and story. Like it seems uh, the sort of cop out in a way because I know there's been like a lot of stories. One, One that really stands out in my mind is Wonder Woman because it is so rich in story and lore that like you can talk about that for series time and time again. But when it comes to say like Batgirl, it's it's just almost this sort of with details aside it seems just like batman all over again but as a woman and i don't want to sell the story short but it just seems there's a lot more that could be done i think there's a lot more stories that can be told to empower women to empower young girls without being under the shadow or under the coattails of a male superhero
1: i actually think you make a a really great point and just looking at the killing joke, which is, you know, an incredibly well-told story. We have um, Batwoman who goes and, spoiler alert, is kidnapped by the Joker and, and goes through these really horrible and horrific things. And at the end, she is transformed into Oracle, but it's not told through her story. It's told through Batman going to get the Joker, going to rescue her. So, you know, we have this transformation of a character from one strong female to another strong female, but the story, it really doesn't even focus on her. It, it focuses on Batman going to rescue her.
0: So it still epitomizes the old ways of, of the damsel in distress. I, I, I recall when Thor changed and uh, Jane Foster became Thor. And I, I remember hearing everybody just so excited that they were, you know, it's going to be a female Thor. And uh, I know as a father of daughters that it, it, you know, to a degree, it was a sense of, wow, I'm not going to have my, my daughters read Thor, a character that they can relate to. But still in the back of my mind, I said, but there was nothing, no big push on these new female characters. that, that I don't really get to see that very often. Yeah,
1: I would have to say, especially when it comes to the Thor comics, Thor I mean, Thor is great. He's got you know the, the Norse mythology. He goes back a long time. But the fact that they just transformed who Thor was into female, when you have so many other great female Norse mythological people just just Sif or Sif in fact and I know I'm saying her name wrong but she fought alongside Thor and was a great warrior and a great strategist that I don't necessarily think they needed to change Thor into a female but maybe gave her her own story and her own representation. So I I do think there's this idea that well in order to have a great female role we just need to transform a male into a female.
0: You know when you when you think about society as a whole and you think about uh people of strength or or strong characters, there is this unfortunately socially constructed idea that men are are stronger or men are are more powerful. Do you think that that kind of mindset or that kind of history that we have in our culture here has driven and is deeply rooted in our comic system as well, that female characters aren't seen as that powerful? They're always going to be this kind of secondary to a male character to where they don't have their own kind of standalone. They came from some male Uh, Lead, or they came out of a male comic book, or they never really kind of exist in their own right. And again, please, there is some out there, but you don't see as many as you do in in male comic books. It's always this idea of men are stronger, and unfortunately society still holds some of those beliefs.
2: I wouldn't be surprised. If anything, I'm wondering even right now, when these comic books even first started coming out, the, the original writers of these comic books, what era was it?
0: It was a long time ago.
1: Exactly. I think the interesting thing that we see within females in comics is that they're not necessarily strong, so they don't have bulging muscles, and maybe they can't throw things very far, but they're often seen as great strategists. There might be something there that, well, maybe the female characters don't have the strength that male characters do, but they do have a... a strategy and and cunningness to that.
0: So it's just a different skill set that perhaps can be highlighted more or publicized more to attract more readers?
1: I would think so, especially when we have the movies. I want to see cool stuff on a movie. Sometimes seeing someone go through strategies isn't necessarily cool. Do
0: you think the public would want to see that?
3: I think they would. I would agree with that. I would like to make the argument too, I mean, when it comes to comic book movies and i want to rely a little bit more on the dc universe with batman being like a master tactician batman is an awesome tactician in martial arts and how he executes his strategies he's very well thought out people pay to see that i'm i look no further than chris nolan's trilogy of the dark knight so i think people are open to seeing that as long as there's a story being told and it's done in a creative and unique way
1: I think you make a, a great point about the stories that are actually being told. Working in a clinical setting, working with kids, I often have a lot of kids that, that do go through trauma that have been separated from their families. And I'll never forget a young client of mine who compared her story of losing her parents and having adoptive parents to superheroes. And she came to me one day and said, you know, did you ever notice that actually most superheroes aren't raised by their parents? And she went off and listed a a number of superheroes that were all male and to me it it was interesting because not one superhero that she listed was a female was that someone that she could identify with they were all male based roles that's an
0: excellent point because I think one of the things that we all have in common here is we all provide clinical services to children adolescents as well as adults and one of the things that we all utilize is comic books with our uh, populations and sometimes some of the characters that, that they identify to help them kind of get through some of the issues that they're dealing with. But I find it always difficult working with female clients and that they struggle a little bit more finding characters. Uh, one, two, is that the interest isn't always the same, I think. I, I think I've seen it growing over the past few years, especially with a lot of the characters in cinema going on but i would say years ago i wouldn't it wasn't even something i could really do very often because they didn't really understand female characters they were much more relatable to other characters but not those in in comic books as of recent now i start to see a little bit more but it's very few characters. They don't really, we're not talking about X23. We don't really talk about Ro. We don't talk about Zatanna. We're not really talking about you know, these characters that do exist. It, it's really more, more of your mainstream characters. Why do you think that's uh, occurring? And do you think it can change or it is changing?
1: I think it it is changing, especially with DC's um, Superhero Girls, which is a, an animated show that DC had put out that has Batwoman and Super, uh, Supergirl. Um, Wonder Woman I think Poison Ivy's in there Um, Harley Quinn's in there so I do think there is a little bit more representation but along the same side it's very kid based then at that point so they go through you know trials and tribulations of being a kid which is great but we're not getting that same you know really deep dark stories that we see with Batman that we see with Superman that have these really great morals and ethics it's very just basic and, and more so kid friendly
0: it seems like the character population is translated into cinema, and that's where people may be seeing more female characters, but they're not seeing them or getting them in comic books. Now, the argument could be made that reading comics is, is a dying breed, and I, I know that when I go to comic conventions, I don't see as many comic books as often as I used to. I see much more pop culture stuff. I mean, I see things that I don't even know how they relate to comic books, but they're there. Uh, I don't really get to see that very often, and, and I wonder, is, has... The way people read comics or how comics are now being portrayed is changing it's evolving into it's more media based it's more cinema based you're seeing them you know reading comics online essentially or watching them in a television show cartoon show uh, the big screen that seems to be where the evolution of comics has transitioned to so what does that do for the readers that started reading them when they were younger that no longer have that means I have to see them on cinema and what does it do for new individuals that just only see them in cinema uh, I know Kelly you referenced uh, hearing uh, X-23 and seeing it in the movies and mm-hmm. I remember reading it in the comic book and seeing it in the movie was completely different for me wasn't even the same character it Didn't it just that wasn't the character that I grew up reading uh, in the comic book it was like oh, okay it was a good story still very impressive to see but it wasn't the same character for me uh, so that relatedness, I couldn't relate to the movie character, but I could relate to the comic book character and how the evolution of that character in the comics. So it was a very different experience for myself. So I, I really think that may have an impact. So I wonder how you guys see that is is how people are relating to these characters, either in the format of comic books with different origin stories and different portrayals through the writers, as opposed to cinema, where they're... You're really getting a smaller glimpse of them. You're getting much more visual effects, aesthetically pleasing to you, to the eye, as opposed to a, a very fulfilled storyline where you're continuously reading it. You're, you're getting maybe the half hour show or the two hour movie, but you're not seeing the something a character that you're reading for I don't know two, three, five, ten, twenty, thirty years of the character. So the developments are very different. Do you think that impacts how people relate to it in terms of male and females?
2: I would say definitely. At least with my like what I've seen with my younger clients, most of them are becoming aware of these superheroes based on what they see on screen. Whether that's on t- in TV shows or in the movies, most of them are still focused on, again, the most popular ones like Thor, Iron Man, the Hulk, Wonder Woman. Even with uh, younger female clients that I have, the focus is still on those characters and the female character that I keep hearing the most of is Wonder Woman. Now, in terms of whether reading comic books or those that read comic books are kind of like a dying breed, from the people that I've worked with and the people that I interact with in general, even outside of therapy, I don't know too many that still read comic books. I don't.
0: They're mostly watching in Mm -hmm. some other format, media format. Yeah. So I see that what makes me think about it is that when you think about individuals who first see a comic book hero uh, specifically let's go with female so they see Captain Marvel in the big screen she has her own movie and she played some cameos in the the Avengers but that's all you have you just have those maybe four hours of of information about a character they would have to go back and find the issues of when you know when she first came out Mm -hmm. and backstories and they're gonna find that they're very different than what they saw on the big screen So do you think that maybe when they go back and try to read these issues, they go, that's not what I saw, that's not the character that I saw, she doesn't seem like this, and she's very different, that they're not relating to it, and then trying to find where they actually pulled those stories from isn't very easy if you're not a comic book collector or an avid reader. It's really hard to go, oh, that was this particular series run. This was this particular issue in the 80s or in the millennium. It's from this format, as opposed to someone that knows that and goes, oh, they pulled it from this particular story plot, so I'm going to get these issues to read a little bit more. Do you think that that transition, because it goes to cinema, that you're having much more brief representation of the character and a very kind of short view of the character, who they were from the comic, is maybe doesn't allow people to really get to know them to want to actually search out the comic book and read the comic book.
1: 100%. I think when we have representation in media and cartoons, you're getting one person's idea of how that movie or or that show should go. Whether or not they read the actual comic or whether they got a synopsis of who that person is, you're getting their view of it. Versus when you have a comic book, you have a number of different writers who have spent years going through these comics, writing these comics, putting together the pictures where that the reader themselves can then decide who that person is and what they mean to them. Versus, like I said, in the the movies, you're getting one person's perspective, obviously, like the producer or whoever is writing the script for that movie. You're getting their perspective.
0: You know, so that kind of lends itself to television series, where you have series of, of characters, you know, the Titans, they got the new Doom Squad, the new Batgirls uh, series, more specifically we're talking about the female characters. When you have series, uh, shows that have, you know, that are projected for a year two years, whatnot, you get to see the character much more often, much more frequently. You get a much more expansive storyline that they can connect to, and it allows for the, the person that's watching it to actually really gain an affinity to the character, or connect with that character. So, is it? I'm assuming there's a difference then between cinema and television for how one can connect to a character. Is the length, the time amount that someone spends watching that character in whatever format—comic for, format, television, or cinema—that length it, it seems to be a determinant in terms of how you relate and connect.
2: You would think so because the more time you spend with somebody, or like let's say more time spent watching a character on screen the more you begin to feel as though you're getting to know them better.
0: So how does one translate that? How do we put those characters on the big screen or in television format, specifically female characters, to make them more connected to uh, the readers and to gain more access to them and have individuals more aware of these particular characters?
3: When you say connect, are you talking about relatability? I nice. or, yeah. However that one connects, either related emotionally or-
1: Yeah, that's a hard question because... Obviously, I can say something like, well, let's just have more movies that have strong female roles and, you know, leads. But is that really then the route that we want to go is we want to flood then the market with all female roles and and just have that as an agenda where maybe they're not pushing the best stories that they have, but they're just trying to get a female role out.
2: I mean, look at what happened with Dark Phoenix. I know that there was a lot of um, what's the word? advertising for Dark Phoenix's movie. A lot of advertising went into that, but then when the movie actually came out, a lot of people were upset with how they portrayed Jean Grey's character. And the storyline that occurred throughout that movie, a lot of people were disappointed and upset about it. And then what ended up happening with her character, it seemed as though the hype died out.
3: What exactly happened with a character that people weren't pleased with?
2: I'm trying to remember specifically what it was that people were saying. I know part of it was a storyline. From what I remember, Rogue... Spoiler, if you haven't seen it yet. Rogue dying was one of the biggest things within that storyline that people were upset about.
3: Rogue or Raven? Raven. Raven. Mystique, yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
0: So that yeah, kinda, rogue. that diminished the popularity of Dark Phoenix, or just... That,
2: that was one of the things that I remember. Not going to lie, I'd have to go back to read all the different articles and to see what people's opinions were specifically about Dark Phoenix.
0: There's a lot of talk about uh, the marketing and, and the visual, what we see in cinema and what we see in television series and, and reading the comic books. Uh, how much responsibility is on the writers now there's a lot of great female writers out there in comic books and uh, not all of them are specific just to female characters but there's a lot of wonderful female writers is character development from the writer's perspective different are are they writing characters that in from their own perspectives that are much more based on socially constructed views as opposed to writing characters that really kind of attach to where we're at now in society and where we see uh, individuals at now how we understand things and how much more at least striving to be a little bit more equal and responsive to uh, respecting each other as male females and
1: I think in terms of having female writers even female directors when we look at the 101 movie it was the first, Uh, movie that was directed by a female and I think she did a wonderful job in explaining Wonder Woman's story I don't want to diminish the fact that we do have a lot of really really great female writers out there but I think then their stories need to be on the big picture versus somebody else interpreting their story and then making that into a movie or tv show
0: what about stereotypes? When we think about comic books, that we always stereotype these, you know, as a male-dominated, you know, boys reading comics and very immature, childish. Um, I know historically some people would would argue or or say that uh, girls mature faster than boys. And do you think that, looking at it more from a clinical lens, do you think that girls just attribute comics as something immature and something childlike, and it's just for boys? So. Their first experience or any experience they have with comics is to kind of not really want to read it. There's no interest or value in it because because of that stigma, that stereotype that exists in comic books, that it's a very childlike, child fashion, immature way of reading. Do you think that that has an effect on it?
1: I think it's a little bit different nowadays. There, there may be more females going out to look for comics if they're readily available. But I don't necessarily think that little girls think that comics are just for boys anymore. I know when I was growing up, there wasn't really a lot of um, female comics out there besides like Wonder Woman that I actually gravitated towards than the Archie comics. So it's not that I didn't want to read comic books because I very much did. It's just that the stories couldn't relate to me or I didn't see myself within the, the covers of the comic books.
3: So when it comes to the stereotypes of women in comics, uh, two things come to mind. One is the damsel in distress or like the subjugation of women in comics. I think in the beginning was there was no draw for women to read comics. The second one is, in my mind, action. There, there's a lot of fights that happen in comics. There's a lot of like weapons and gadgets and all these like really cool things that happen. So I think the old school mentality of women don't get into fights or women don't do these things. I'm thinking about Super Mario Brothers right now. How Mario and Luigi go save the princess from the castle. Same kind of aspect there where the guys fight to get the girl. The girls don't fight. So with that, it doesn't seem like that those were the two biggest stereotypes that come to my mind when it comes to women in comics. I, I agree with Sam that I feel like it's changing a lot now. It's becoming a lot more inclusive. It's becoming a lot more female-centric. And I think that's having a lot more impact on these different characters and different stories. And again, going back to the writer's aspect of it, I think we're getting some excellent stories coming forth now from DC and Marvel and I would like to see more of those on the big screen. But when it comes to those stereotypes, I think those were the two that come came to my mind.
0: So is inclusion uh, currently with uh, the changes, which are, are great, uh, do you think that it's maybe too late to really kind of overcome the stereotypes in comic books? And, and, and the reason why I say that is that, remember, reading of comics, it's losing some of its trend. It's not as it was back then. It's not... You don't have everybody reading comics like they used to. Uh, Now there's so many different formats for it that it's evolved. So we do know, are aware of that. So do you think that inclusion in comic books is maybe a little too late now to really change that stereotype, that stigma? But it can potentially change in cinema and media. But that becomes a whole different arena now. It's not comic books anymore. Now it's really characters from those, but in cinematic format as opposed to Uh, comic book format
1: i hate to say that it's too late but i understand the fact that we're not going to have a lot of new young readers going out and picking up a comic book it would have to be something that is maybe more web-based or something they can access off their phones and it would have to uh, honestly go viral in order for new young readers to pick it up
0: and and what I mean by too late, I don't mean it too late in the sense that let's not give it a shot, let's not do it. I mean it in too late in that it's not going to gain its popularity uh, back uh, or really hit the market or change the way things are at this point. Kind of looking at it like... Thinking about um, what is it, some media device like Facebook or what was the old one before Facebook? What was it called? MySpace. 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 That's kind of like MySpace coming up with a new app or new something new added to it and saying, "All right, is it going to save MySpace? Is MySpace going to change now?" Uh, I mean, you have a lot of younger people that don't even use Facebook anymore. It seems to be moving to more an in, in older population. Uh, that's the way I mean it by in terms of comic books is that. Because the format is changing, that the readers, it's not being read no more in paper format. It's much more media-based format. Is it too late for paper format to make that inclusion, that change? And that it's much more the responsibility in cinema and shows and those formats to really make that change?
3: I think when it comes to the comic book arena, that there's still people that consume comics. I would agree that that there's different medium. For people to consume comics, such as web-based or online or apps. But going back to one of your previous questions, I see that there's a bit of this movement or trend now where comics are not only influencing movies, but movies are also influencing comics. So I find that very interesting where I was looking at a Punisher comic the other day and I saw the face of Jon Bernthal as the Punisher from his Netflix special. And I've seen this in others, such as like Chris Hemsworth as Thor. So, I don't think it's late and necessarily in that stories could be still made or comics can be created to include women. Again, I still stand by the supply and demand. If it's out there and people want it, they'll go after and get it. Biggest thing to come to mind was Black Widow. We went through 22 years of MCU movies, and the biggest complaint was. Black Widow never had a movie. There is a, if there is demand, there will be supply.
2: I also don't think that it's too late. I think one of the biggest issues or problems that will have to be faced is more so when it comes to the writing, the story. If it's a really good story, people will want to pick up on it. People will either want to watch it in cinema, they'll want to watch it on TV, or they'll want to read it. I went ahead and looked up what was it with Dark Phoenix, and one of the main criticisms was the story itself. It didn't go too deep. It was more so surface level. And that's one of the same things that I've been seeing with other female characters in terms of comic books at times. Sometimes it doesn't really go too deep. It isn't as rich compared to the more popular comics, so to speak, or the more popular superheroes.
1: I would have to agree that it, it really does go based off the story. If my client had maybe seen a young female who had family issues and were was being raised by somebody else who was not her family, and maybe she wouldn't have gravitated towards then male characters, because that's who she was able to identify with. Um, but that goes back to who did she see first, and who was she able to identify with? Because then potentially, that's who she's going to grow up being able to identify with. Maybe if she had seen a female character, she would identify more with that person than the male equivalent.
0: So, not about being late uh, for inclusion in comics. It's uh, more about character development. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I'm hearing in in movies that they're not really fully developing these characters that come out for individuals to really engage with them and connect with them. Agreed. Uh, I, I think that goes back to an earlier comment that is they don't have the time format to really make that. That That's where like a two hour movie, how much character development can you really truly have as opposed to in the comic book where you have years of a series where you can actually get to know the character and you almost feel like you're living with that character for years as opposed to a movie that, two hours, that's all you get.
2: But they've kind of done that with Marvel though. They've had multiple movies for Iron Man multiple movies for Captain America, why not do that for a female character?
0: That's a great question. Mm. Why why does that happen?
3: If I were to put my mind as if I was a creator or writer at Marvel or DC, it comes down to can I sell it? Business. Business. Is it safe? Mm -hmm. In my mind, looking at the Harley Quinn with Margot Robbie and the Birds of Prey. That is something that after Suicide Squad and the excellent portrayal of uh, Harley Quinn by Margot Robbie now there's this incredible push for say a female centric movie which is again female led, female team, female director and if I'm not mistaken female writers and producers as well they're is going to be a push for that and a push for that good story
0: i i definitely agree I, see but i have to raise the argument is that this has always been the problem that i have with in comic format cinema format all of it is that uh we still live by unfortunately this sex sells thing and when we think about harley quinn who's watching harley quinn who's really watching the, this this movie and why is it because of the outfit i mean she's attractive woman is that what really kind of sold everybody to really want to watch this movie much more or want demand for it much more is that did sex sell in this particular thing and that's why they're making this movie uh, is that a part of it because I mean it, it's definitely arguable is that I mean you look at Wonder Woman through the transitions uh, that's changed how she looked when she first came out to how she looks now mm-hmm. uh, has really really changed characters have gotten in, in saying it as as best I can, female characteristics have really enlarged themselves throughout uh, the history, as as well as male characteristics have really enlarged themselves, compared to when I was first reading comic books. It wasn't really as highlighted as it is now. And then when you look at uh, the big screen, you're looking at how many times and why. Why does Crimson Hemsworth always have a shirt off? Why does Aquaman always have a shirt off? The stereotypes exist in, in both areas, and don't get me wrong. I don't mind seeing either one without the shirt off. I find it aesthetically pleasing as well. But the stereotype works in two ways. Is that when you see these female characters, they're always kind of dramatized or, or sexually glorified where the sexier it is, the easier it is to sell. Uh, let's look at Gal Gadot in Wonder Woman. Is she attracting more female readers and, and interests or more male? And if she is interesting more female interests, Is the female interest because it was a, I wish I could look like that and then be like that? Or is it because of the storyline of who that character is that I want to be like her and not really looking at the the female characteristics of that character? That's where, to some degree, I think is some of the problem is that we really kind of put a lot of emphasis on... The looks of the character, and specifically for females, it's that sexuality sells. The example I'd give is: let's look at Captain Marvel. Wasn't I really didn't hear too much about sexuality with her, but what I did hear a lot about was how she acted towards her cast and other castmates, and she was perceived as, you know, let's unfortunately the the B word was was brought out a lot. Uh, she had a lot of negative rep about that. But I didn't see much sexuality, necessarily, in her movie about her. I mean, maybe it's just me, but I don't remember seeing any sexuality. I don't know if you guys really got that part from that. I, I didn't. I don't know if that had an impact. But when you compare it to Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad, I mean, she had scenes where guys just staring at her change. Uh, mm-hmm. When you think about Wonder Woman, you know, and some of the sexual comments and windows that she was saying in there, you saw that. And those are the characters that have more movies coming out. And you don't hear anything about Captain Marvel, any, anything else coming out too much about, about her. So do you see that now? Now let's look at Scarlet Witch, who's another female character. You didn't see too much sexuality about her either. But what you did see is what? The love story. So it, it's the traits that are being brought out with female characters that are either, that's tied to sexuality or love, and that's what's being brought out. But it's not about character development. You don't see that very often, and I think that that's where the media or big screen is not really putting attention to how these characters came to be. That's what worries me, is that we're dramatizing too much the sexual issue of certain characters or the love interest. It's still the same problem. that You're not bringing in readers to really attach to a character because of who they are and what they've done. You're attaching to different parts that... Uh, our socially constructed ideas of sexuality and and love for them that's that's kind of the way I've been seeing these these trends even in popularity of
1: and in the media I mean we do see in the movies that like you said they do have these love interests they they are seen as like having um, a form of sexuality when in the comics they have their own individual stories that don't involve being love interests and don't involve parts of their sexuality um when wonder woman is really struggling with her own personal identity now in the rebirth series and and trying to find her way back home trying to find out who she is i want to see more of that i want to see who wonder woman is down deep to her her core when she can't remember who she is
3: i hear what you're saying about the sex sales and the love sales it's interesting to me when we think about captain marvel or scarlet witch or harley quinn because each one have their own unique backgrounds harley quinn is by far arguably one of the most sexualized female characters in comics let's just leave it at that when it comes to that story i wonder how much of it is either looked at as sex which can be uh, a backstory or is it looked at oh because she's hot i'm gonna go see it so that that's where a little bit of my hesitation comes in. And by no means do I want to make it seem as though I'm making excuses for it. Because let's acknowledge it: Suicide Squad wasn't necessarily the best written movie. but I enjoyed it. Same. It
1: is alright. <laughs>
3: Thanks, Sam. But when it comes to, say, Wonder Woman, and I, I want to address this too. It, I'm reminded of an interview she had with either, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. Where upon the question of, hey, so let's talk about your Wonder Woman role. Gal Gadot's first question was, in response, oh, what do you think of my breasts? And the reason for that is, as she explained it, was a lot of the criticism that she received when being cast as Wonder Woman was her breasts aren't big enough. Which goes back to your earlier comment, Dr. Ramos. I wonder how much of it the interest or the desire by studios to do a female centric movie is either to either sell sex or is it to actually get a new face to this bring forth the sense of rebranding to create a new story to create a new character that can be relatable maybe on screen and maybe translate that to a comic book as well going back to Now, how movies can influence comic books. See, Nick Fury and Samuel L. Jackson. So in my mind, yes, I can see that certain people would want to go to the movie theaters to see Gal Gadot. I can see why people would go to the movie theaters to see Jason Momoa. However, I would like to see more attitudes. I think that could be a fantastic study or survey to see what is it about this character or this actress playing this character or actor playing this character what makes you want to go see them
0: absolutely We really want to thank everybody for joining us uh we will be back next time when we talk about diversity in comic books thank you thank you
2: thank you, thank you. Thank you.